welcome to another episode of Air. I know, I know, I know. Last episode was in June. And here we are in October, almost at the end of October. This is when I choose to talk to you again. I know. I'm terribly inconsistent. I know. I think every teacher I've ever had has put that on my report card. She's inconsistent. And I'm proving that again with my podcast. I really mean to do it on a weekly basis. And I really mean to do it on a Friday evening because, you know, I don't really have a dance card, so to speak, on a Friday. Um, I'm usually home because the love of my life lives in another country. And so we are long distance. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. I think I could do the next podcast about long distance relationships the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens. But tonight, as promised, I want to talk about Haunted by Hurt. It's been a long time coming. I promised I would unpack my feelings because this is, after all, my therapy session. This is where I come to talk about my feelings. You know, contrary to popular opinion, um... Black people really do need therapy. <laughs> um, the opinion held in the black community is that you just need church and soul food. That's not true. We do need a listening ear, uh, a kind shoulder to lean on, and we do need to unpack our feelings. And I think a lot of um, conflict and, and animosity comes from people just holding things in, not sharing how they're feeling, not expressing it, just keeping it in. And so people will hold a grudge for years and years and years. You know, people people go to the grave being angry at someone because it's just believed that, you know, no, never share your feelings. It's just believed that talking about feelings is a weakness, more so for the black man. Oh my God, the burden that I know a lot of them carry because it's this whole idea of you're strong, you know, you got to hold it in. If you do express yourself, you know, you express it, you express yourself with your fist, you express yourself with anger, you express yourself with violence and you know, it's it's just sad. But let me stay on topic. That's another one of my issues. I'm inconsistent. One, two, I tend to go off topic a lot. So let me try to stay on task. So I'm talking about Haunted by Hurt tonight. Um, I don't know about you, but I find that often when my head hits the pillow at night, I don't go to sleep immediately. My mind starts rolling out this film reel of all my failures and my disappointments and, yes, the things that hurt me, whether it was something that hurt me um, recently or something that hurt me in the past or something that hurt me in my childhood. 
as soon as my head hits the pillow, my brain just goes, let me turn this projector on and just project to you all the things that you've been through. And it does take me a while to calm myself down and to find that blissful, you know, REM sleep, if it's even for two hours. You know, and I've always thought, why, why, why do we carry hurt around? You know, why are the memories of things that hurt us so very vivid? I mean, I've done so much schooling. You know, I have a master's degree, humble brag, humble brag, I have a master's degree. But if you asked me something about one of the courses I did, I could not tell you, okay? And I studied for that degree. I studied and I wrote papers and I wrote a thesis, you know. I could not tell you the content of some of the courses that I studied. But I can tell you, you know, the first time someone insulted me in prep school, I can tell you what the person was wearing. I can tell you what kind of day it was. I can tell you what I had for lunch that day. But I can't remember anything I studied at the university. I I wonder why are hurtful experiences so vivid? And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's the trauma of the situation. And I do agree. It's the trauma of the situation. But how come time doesn't peel away the layers of that trauma? There's a saying. I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a saying. Time heals all wounds. But I find it's not true in some instances. I find that with time, those wounds that you know you thought would fester, dry up, and just become a, a tiny little scar. I find that sometimes it in your nightly regurgitation of the hurt, it only builds up more and more. As usual, I have a case. I always share with you my case. Um, I'm not asking you to take my side. I'm asking you to be my listening ear. Okay, I'm on the couch right now, and you, the listener, are my therapist. So... As I told you in the first episode, I am a teacher. I had something really hurtful happen to me. I'm still dealing with the hurt. I'm still trying to shake it. I'm still trying to grow from it. I'm still trying to find a lesson in it. But taught at a high school. Uh, popular one here in Jamaica. Owned 
give any kind of hint about it. I won't give any more hints. I'll just say it was a popular high school here in Jamaica. And rumors started swirling about me. And the rumor that swirled, <laughs> at first when I heard it, I thought, oh my God, this is so childish. This is so silly. Who would believe that? Who would believe that something like that was possible? But as the weeks went by, I realized that this rumor took on a life of its own. I mean, students who used to be respectful and proper were now trying to show their friends, you know, that they can be disrespectful and they can prove something to their friends. Because, you know, with teenagers, it's all about proving something, proving that, you know, I'm popular, proving that, you know, I'm cool. It's all about, I don't even know if cool is cool to say anymore, but. It's all about proving something. And I found that I became, for want of a better expression, the running joke, you know, the punchline. And I'm supposed to be this strong, independent, authority figure. But hurts hurt. Especially if you have some hang-ups, you know, from from your own childhood and from your own um, teenage years, you, you still have those hang-ups. They don't go away when you become an adult. You just don't suddenly wake up and go, oh, maturity, here I am. Oh, you know, you know, words just wash off my back now because I'm an adult. No, you still, you're still that child that you were inside and if you haven't dealt with some of your hang-ups it it will present itself in adulthood and one of my biggest hang-ups was I always maybe yeah fear yeah I'm gonna say it this is my therapy session you are my therapist I feared being highlighted or being noticed in a crowd I know, weird when you when you choose to be a teacher, weird, I know. But I always like to be behind the scenes, doing my best, team player behind the scenes. I never wanted uh, the spotlight to be on me, and definitely not for a rumor, not for something, you know, meant to just rip me down. So this rumor persisted. Um, woke up every morning, I went to work with a smile on my face. My exterior showing that, yeah, I'm here, I'm strong, I'm invincible, nothing bothers me. But inside, I was hurting. And every evening when I came home from work, and I did all I had to do as a mom, and I tucked my child into bed. And I went into my own bedroom. 
I would just, it was just like a waterfall, just releasing a waterfall of tears, thinking about all the things that were said and done to me during the day. Now, this was 2019, one year ago to be exact. Maybe this is why I'm doing the podcast now, because it's the one year anniversary of a big rumor um, that ruined ruined my tenure at that particular school. Because after that rumor was spread, I mean, the, the, the students took it everywhere they could take it. They put it on social media. They made a meme of me. It was just everywhere. And I decided that, you know what, maybe I should leave the classroom altogether. Like, I fully made up my mind. Like, I'm done with teaching. I'm done. You know, um, hanging up my ruler. Done. Exiting stage left. Done. And I started to look for employment elsewhere. And just praying for the strength to finish the term. Like, I just got to make it till December. I just got to make it till Christmas break. And then I'm done. Then I never have to come back to the school. You know, I I think really what haunts me, plot twist, is that I gave up. I think really what haunts me is that I didn't stand up to those children. Say, yeah, I heard your little rumor. And I'm not going to be defeated by it. I think really what hurts me is that I, I, I cannot turn tail and run. You know, I'm keeping it real with you. You're my therapist. You know, I just ran. I ran away. I ran away from it. I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I remember that little saying when we were, you know, in in, in prep school second or third grade, oh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. Words rip at your heart, okay? And I think if you are giving 100% and if you really care about what you do, because I genuinely cared about those kids, you know, I started out really just caring and really giving my all and doing my best. So when my best and when my care and concern was thrown back in my face in the form of a terrible rumor, you know, I just, I couldn't deal with the hurt, you know. And I'm saying all of this to say that Sometimes time does not heal the wounds. Sometimes it stays with you. Sometimes the hurt stays with you. And I think it stays with you so that you can be a better person. I know. I know. I know. You know, get out of here with that stuff. That self-help book stuff. But 
it has made me a better person, this hurtful situation. You know, I am a little bit more closed off with people. You know, I'm not as willing to just throw my care and concern to people like I used to be. I'm cautious. That's the word I was looking for. I'm cautious. I think hurtful situations make us more cautious and make us more aware, you know, of our boundaries and our and our limits, you know, on what we can take and what we cannot. So even today, a year later, and I've since left that school, by the way. I've not left teaching, even though I said I was going to promise to hang my ruler or promise to break it into a million pieces, and I was just done with the classroom. But the truth is, God, I have to keep it real. You are my therapist. I feel like it's all I can do. I've thought about myself in a nine-to-five job in a cubicle somewhere, you know, in a Dunder Mifflin-esque environment. And I, 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 I couldn't hang. I don't think I could hang. I don't think I could hang in a regular office dealing with adults because there is a side of me that is animated and there is a side of me that is a storyteller. And there is a side of me that likes to give out high fives and say, oh, my God, you're awesome. And really, the classroom is the only place you can do that and not be looked at sideways. You know, so. I think I'm a teacher. I think, I think I'm stuck here. You know. I'm stuck here, you know. I'm here. So I'm no longer teaching at the school where the big rumor happened. I walked away. No. No. Therapist, I ran away. I ran away. And I think I let them win. By running away, I let them win. You know? The whole meme and mean story was designed to get me out of there. And I just, I walked into that. I gave in and I ran away from the situation. And I think if I had to do it again, I think I would run again. It's hard being in an environment where you are essentially persona non grata and you're expected to just function as normal. You know, I don't think crying into my pillow every night was normal, you know? And I'm still haunted by that hurt, but I'm growing. I'm growing. I don't think the wound will be completely healed by time. 
like people like to magically say, oh, time heals everything. I don't think it will be magically healed. But what I think it will it will create is a person who is more cautious, who is more aware of how to guard her feelings. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know. I see you nodding. Yeah, I agree. I'm guarding myself now. I'm guarding myself. And I'm not letting everybody in. And I'm not sharing my concern as readily as I used to before. Because I will say this about myself, and this is not a humble brag. When you think of generosity of spirit, that's me. You know, I care about other people's feelings. And I'm always trying to put other people's feelings above mine. And what this hurtful situation has done for me, it has let me realize that my feelings are important. They are. You know, my feelings are important and I'm going to guard myself. Yeah. I want to thank you, my therapist, for listening. Um, I saw on my last podcast I had 24 plays. I don't know if it's 24 different people or one person listening 24 to, I don't know. Still need to figure out how podcasts work. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm a mother, and and I, I have long hours, man. Being a mom is a never-ending job. So, can only do my podcast when my child is safe and sound asleep. So I still, I'm not quite sure how everything works. I'm still working it out, but I really am glad that you're listening. Thank you for listening, therapist. I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm hoping, hoping that I will try and be consistent this time around. And you'll have another podcast next Friday. But until then, thank you for listening. This has been Haunted by Hurt. Thanks.